0: Hi, this is John Cackley. I'm a senior manager in project and program management for Centric Consulting, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast series, where we'll be discussing trending topics in technology and business. On our first podcast, I'm talking with my colleague, Carlos Cruz, about trends in data and analytics. In future ones, I'll be talking with colleagues about artificial intelligence in business and performance reviews, among other things. So, hope you enjoy. Thanks so much. Carlos, tell me more about yourself.
1: I am the the lead of the data and analytics practice for Centric here in Chicago. I've been doing data and analytics work for that almost twenty years now. The last ten or so of which have been really focused on um, doing strategies and roadmaps and solution architectures for various clients.
0: All right. So you used uh, data analytics in there, and that's sort of the the trendy expression these days. So how would you define Data and analytics. I mean, it sounds like something that should be obvious, but I mean, there might be, are there boundaries around it, or the things that make it part of data analytics that maybe something else wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, we we take a pretty broad view of data and analytics, and, and can even expand beyond this. But you know, the I guess the really broad boundaries are we look at uh, data ingestion from source systems through you know into into storage, and then some kind of transformation, and then creating it. Uh, into usable information for end users, particularly business users, and then out through consumption, whether that be reporting or dashboards or advanced analytics or embedded analytics in various different uh, processes. So there, there's lots of different ways that information could be consumed, but basically it's from data ingestion through consumption.
0: Within that, what's the, what's the big thing? What's the hot topic in data analytics right now?
1: If you're reading all the papers and everything and all the industry rags, it's artificial intelligence and machine learning. Those are the hot topics. You know, 10 years ago, it was big data. Uh, Now it's using machines to process that information and learn that information and automate the usage of that information. That being said, right, most companies are not even close to the point where they can take very serious advantage of artificial intelligence or machine learning. Uh, capabilities. We're finding that we still need to help a lot of clients with the basics so that they can accelerate into the ability to use more advanced things like machine learning in the in the nearer future because if they continue down the path that they're going now, the the path to advanced advanced data and analytics techniques is is pretty far down the road. I think the other the other really big trend, John, um, that we're seeing is moving to cloud data and analytic platforms. You know, more and more companies are over or getting over the fear of uh, of the cloud and, and security in the cloud, and actually understanding that. You know, at least the leading cloud providers like Amazon and Microsoft uh, and Google as well are far more secure than they are themselves because it is their business. It is their primary or core business and so their focus is is really on keeping things secure they're still exposed to social engineering or social uh, hacking of the data you know where you know people go in and, and steal other people's passwords you know there's there's really not a really good way to protect against that except for things like uh, two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication but there are still people who aren't taking advantage of, of things like that and so they can still get hacked.
0: there's a lot more value companies could get out of their data. Like they're just only beginning to scratch the surface right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's true for the vast majority of companies today. There's a lot of companies that were born to be data companies that are really born on the internet. They're probably better off. Most legacy companies today, and I would even say a lot of those in the Midwest are trailing those on the coasts in their ability to create value out of their data.
0: So what are the biggest challenges most companies face uh, or companies are facing today with regards to data and analytics?
1: The one that still stands out that I see in most companies is is failing to really look at, at what the business needs to accomplish from data and analytics. A lot of companies still approach it from a technology-first perspective. They think that there are technology-easy buttons to help them solve their problems. And in the real world, there just aren't. No matter what any of the vendors say, there's no easy button. At some point in time throughout the process of the data journey, it's going to have to get structured. It's going to have to get designed. It's going to have to be integrated. Uh, and, and for those who think, oh, you know, we'll just, you know, throw everything into a data lake and, and do some form of ELT. I mean, ELT works, right? But you still have to transform the data. That's the T part. And there's a lot of people, who, you know, just say, oh, you know, you, you can just throw in the data lake and then we'll do it from there. That lends to a lot of really, really messy data, non reusable information.
0: Yeah, that was actually my, my next question. Like, I'm working at a client right now that I, I can tell they've, every three years, they've got a new trend in data. They've built another data warehouse, and now they've got five of them, right? Because no. they never, <laughs> and you've probably seen this over and over, right? So, how does a company keep from doing that? You know, the consultants or whomever comes in and says, hey, do this great new thing, everyone's doing it how do they keep from just building another layer of uh, of strata on their data
1: so again i think it's it's you know relentless focus on business outcomes what are you trying to achieve starting with really understanding what the business strategy is and focusing on that to drive the design of of your data architecture will help to alleviate some of the pain now realize that business changes right? And you're going to have to make changes. So you also have to design flexible data architectures so that you can add to them and change them. But, you know, if you don't at least start with what what does the business want, you will, you know, almost always fail.
0: So I'm going to ask the heretical question that that you just sort of prompted there. Would you say that rather than achieving, trying to achieve some sort of data lake or, or data warehouse, big data solution, that you would say, you know, focus on a smaller, maybe less comprehensive data solution if it meets the business need, you know, not just build everything out because you can get put everything in one place?
1: So I I don't think that's radical at all. Um, I think we take a think big, start smart approach Think of the broader picture always, right? At least at the highest levels, so that you can understand, you know, what are the really the key pieces of information that need to flow across the organization and understanding again, that's gonna change over time. But if you think about that on a really broad sense, and then you take project focused approaches to add on to that, Um, you find more success. Yeah, it does result sometimes in some rework. You know, know, that's natural. That's part of the process. In in today's world, it's better to do that. You get value more quickly, you do less rework, and you have more usable systems.
0: Wrapping back to something you were mentioning before, questions around security and, and privacy, particularly managing the privacy of consumer data. What are some of the things that people are doing to improve their security and privacy positions and you know being able to guarantee at least to their their boards among other people that uh, the data is being taken care of well
1: so let me let me talk about that in context of privacy and not necessarily security at this point right or at least first about privacy the the better platforms today platforms like the azure data platform for example allow for masking and, and encrypting data throughout the entire ecosystem, right, throughout the entire uh, platform. So while it's in movement, while it's at rest, um, you can mask PII data. You can mask and encrypt it, I should say, right? So in, when, when I say masking, so even the developers who are in the databases can't see that PII, right? They, they will see bits and pieces of it, um, those things that are not risky, but the rest of it is is masked and then i would say from a security standpoint it's an ever moving target security trying to stay one to two to three steps ahead of of the you know the breachers is a constant battle so i would definitely assign or hire someone whose sole purpose uh, in life is to maintain your company's data security oftentimes it's part of it's part of someone's role but in in today's world the game of the first step is having someone who's whose only focus is keeping your information secure.
0: Following along that line a little bit, are there any uses of data, you know, I'm thinking consumer con or customer data especially, that you think are wrong? I mean, just, and so if somebody come and said, hey, we want to do X, Y, and Z, and then Z was something that, you know, you felt was, was uh, not appropriate, you know, are, are there any items like that that you think companies should steer clear of?
1: You know, there are there are all kinds of examples of that. I think we as an industry and we as leaders in our industry really need to take a long hard look at the just because we can do it or just because we can build it doesn't mean that we should. You know, there are things like HIPAA and GDPR that are helping. they they're industry-wide practices that are helping to minimize, I guess, or alleviate some of the, the concerns around what you can do with data if if you were allowed to, if there were no restrictions. But, you know, there are still things that we need to make sure that we take a look at.
0: What are the exciting things about data analytics, you know, things that you've heard about that, you know, you can't wait to work on a project with?
1: You know, I'll tell you, John, there are, there are so many different
0: things right now
1: that are exciting in, in data, right? I get my most joy professionally in getting companies from stuck in quagmires of really, really rich data that's unusable to you know, helping them build rich reports and analytics and dashboards that allow them to have deep insights into how their companies perform, about their customers, and even about their competition. When the lights go on, smiles on their faces, are, you know, are, are worth all the the hassles, or you know, and all the, the trials and tribulations of data and analytics projects because they're not easy, right? These things are are never easy, especially because the technology is changing and moving so much. No one is a ten year veteran anymore of a certain technology. Spark, you know, is one of the hottest new technologies out there or languages out there. You know, you can't say, okay, I needed ten Spark developers with ten years of experience, you know, because Spark hasn't been around that long.
0: Sure. So it sounds like, you know, without being able to rely on finding people with, you know, multi-year experience in a in a technology, it sounds like you've got to rely on, you know, other skills, right? More, more skills relating to flexibility, perhaps, uh, creativity and solutions, that sort of thing. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, right? You still want experience in technology. Uh, Experienced people who understand data, right you understand um, how data moves, how the data needs to be manipulated, how to uh, how to handle dirty or poor quality data that sort of thing is never going to change. Uh, the tool sets are going to change you know what steps you need to take in the journey is going to change, and they might be reordered and stuff, but you still need people who fundamentally understand data, and even more so, um, the best projects that i've been on. Involve people who understand data, coupled with people who understand the business. When you put those groups together, you often get more magic.